All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we're here once again to dissect this member and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie, we are continuing our Evil Deadathon with Army of Darkness. Uh, the third Evil Dead movie. Uh, we are going to go ahead and talk about this today. And then also next week we will be talking about the Evil Dead remake. And we'll finally cap it off with the new movie coming out shortly, Evil Dead Rise. So if you haven't checked out our first episode on Evil Dead 1 and 2, be sure to do so. That's up. That's ready. That's cool. And we got that stuff right there. Anyway, Andrew, how the hell are you doing besides Discord Troubles? Uh, you know, beside my Discord Troubles, I am doing great. Um, you know, actually this weekend I saw... Um... Uh, cocaine bear Ooh, you know, yeah. how was that I, I i think the hype for it was a little much i don't know you know yeah people are people are shitting all over um shazam 2 but praising cocaine bear and i think yeah i think i think our priorities are a little mixed i'm not gonna lie i was really Official hyped for cocaine bear. Stand, it's pre- uh, shazam 2 better than cocaine bear i just just saying i like i i i think it's better uh yeah i was actually i'm, I'm actually a little, a little depressed about how how let down i was by cocaine bear um but, you know, other was than, it like the snakes on a plane scenario where you think that just the hype surrounding it was better than the actual movie itself? I just didn't think it was very clever. Like I don't know. It, it was exactly what you expected it to be, I guess. And like, but not in like a good way. Like it didn't, it didn't go balls to the wall, but also didn't like, you know, like, I don't know. It felt like there's a lot going on. They made it a lot more complicated than it needed to. Like there is a drug subplot that, like obviously there's cocaine there's like an fbi agent there's like all these other things going on where i feel like it would just be more fun if it was just like crazy cocaine bear going after like you know a, a group of hikers or something like that but they they make it they overcomplicate it and like i, I want to see cocaine bear too but literally just cocaine and bear that's what i want gotcha i want, I want cocaine bear not cocaine bear and kids and drug deals and ray Liotta and guy detective with dog and like you know, I, I just want I just want Bear doing cocaine. Like there, there were definitely it was definitely a fun it was like a funner movie, but it was you know, Kidman Bear. You, you want bear. the whole cocaine Bear cinematic universe, basically, is what I'm it's, hearing. Exactly. I want cocaine chipmunk. I want I want I want, I want other cocaine animals to be like doing cocaine. That's that's, that's my goal. That's my Good goal. to know. No, I have not seen Cocaine Bear. I probably will pick it up one of these days, or I guess not, since uh, you don't seem to like it that much. Uh, is it one of those movies that you think would be better in the theaters or? just at home later on i think i think at home definitely i, I think I, you know i also wasn't like super inebriated or anything for it and maybe that's maybe that's what i should have mm. done mm. i think i was you know i was ready for gotta a cinematic just, masterpiece <laughs> gotta be on cocaine to say cocaine bear got it yeah that's it. what i'm thinking it, it actually really makes me question i've never had cocaine and i'm like what is it like <laughs> based on this bear what is it like um <laughs> but you know my ponderances but how about yourself how are you doing uh doing good doing good in terms of movies uh probably will see shazam too since it's gonna be out on digital i think it's out now on digital actually so it i is. can see that at home uh which is cool uh also the no uh metico shinkai movie is coming out this weekend so yeah, i'm gonna see that so i'm excited for that one um your name is probably one of my favorite anime movies ever whether in with you was decent it, it definitely yeah. i had some problems especially with the ending and how it was basically the exact same ending as your name. I didn't like that. But, uh, yeah, I really like the act- the director, and I'm excited to see what else he does. And more have Rad you, Wimps is always good, too. So, Have you seen the new trailer? I have the movie, not, no. the, the third trailer? I'm, I didn't I'm know the third were... trailers. So. Okay, I, don't, I won't spoil something. There's an element to the movie that I did not know was an element to the movie. 
and now I'm like, oh, that's not, that it, it excites me slightly less. Um, I yeah, know. I, I actually I, don't know too much about the plots. I just know there's some door and it like opens up to another dimension and weird fantastical shit starts happening and there's a boy involved somehow and I think there's like an evil cat. That's that's really all I know. So yeah, that, that's what like I, the idea of the, the door dimension really kind of that sells me because I feel like Shinkai is really kind of strongest when his fantasticalness is not super great like i like not super strong like i thought garden of words was amazing uh your name is also great because there's a minimal amount of like kind of magic like the conceit mm-hmm. of it but then i feel like weathering with you kind of goes more towards the magical and i'm like ah, you know maybe you know it's, it's yeah. like it's like um it's like um frick mamoru hasoda and how like he seems to love going back to that well of like the digimon universe of like online interactions and i'm like all right man it was good once but like please please stop <laughs> <laughs> like I want, I want some restraint. Yeah. Yeah. Got that right, too. Good stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, other than that, uh, life's been good. Honestly, I'm just kind of still... Um, yeah, I don't know. My shoulder's really acting up today. Uh, <gasps> I, I did four classes at my jujitsu slash craftsman guy place on Saturday, and that that's not a brag. It's just something I did, and then I think I just really overworked it, and I'm just thinking to myself, man, I really got to get into lifting because we did a lot of kettlebell exercises for the second <gasps> class, and that just killed me. So I was talking with my PT earlier today about it, and she was just like, yeah, and then also to just nutrients and all that stuff. I don't know. That's not exciting to talk about. You know what is exciting to talk about? Army of Darkness. Let's jump into that. All right. (laughs) So Army of Darkness, the third Evil Dead movie. Um, At this point, uh, when this movie came, was released, it was already considered a cult classic. Uh, Sam Raimi had already become a household name. Everyone had heard of him, of course, you know, with the likes of like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese and everything like that. Just absolutely amazing. Um, Marvel, actually, uh, Kevin Feige uh, during this period of time in 1993 basically was saying to himself, you know what? One of these days, I'm going to have him direct a Doctor Strange sequel. Not the original, but the sequel. And we're going to go ahead <laughs> and have him direct that. Like that, that was so far ahead of the time it was. Um, I mean, but that wasn't his plan, though, because originally they had some other guy to direct it, then he left. Shh, that was all so. part of the plan. It's, oh, you're right. It was what it is to have the he guy sabotaged leave. Him, yeah. made him leave. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no. Um, but at this point, yeah, Evil Dead had become a cult classic, and uh, Army of Darkness uh, came on out. So if you're not familiar with this film, uh, basically Ashley Williams, the protagonist in the first two movies, who basically gets warped into a war with the deadites from reading from the book of the necronomicon or accidentally having it nearby and someone else reading it even on a tape recording or something like that uh gets teleported to the year 1300 uh at the end of the second movie uh which is the medieval era and here the movie is entirely set in this era except for the ending scene and it is all about him fighting off this army of the deadites and at this point it is no longer horror. Like, this is... I I don't consider this a horror movie. I consider this full-on, just, like, comedy, action, um, just being fantasy with horror elements in it. Because the gore itself is way down. Um, There really isn't as much gore as the first two movies. The creativity is still there, especially for a few scenes, like Ash versus the uh, mini Ashes and (laughs) that sort of thing, and the hand back and forth, which I think is the best scene in the entire movie. Uh, but yeah, this was actually my first Evil Dead movie I saw, and for the longest time, I thought it was definitely one of my favorite movies. But going back and watching these movies next to each other, I actually, I, I did see some problems with it that I would like to discuss with you later on. But anyway, what's your experience with this movie? 
Yeah, so like I mentioned last episode, uh, you know, this was the first one I saw as well. I saw the Boomstick Edition, um, which is back when it still said it was still listed as Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness. Mm, uh, yeah. Like I, I, I didn't realize that wasn't the actual full title because I'm so used to that being the title. But I guess yeah, now it's just Army of Darkness. Um, Do you know what this uh, movie was called in Japan? Is was it? Is did they keep the Medieval Dead? No, Captain oh, Supermarket. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> I, need, I need more of that. Please continue that. <laughs> God, but yeah, the Captain original working title was The Medieval Dead, which would have been fantastic. But that, no, they that was such a genius comment. Yeah. Um, but no, but I, I know I loved like I, I'm kind of on the same boat as you were. I love this movie. I thought the movie was a classic. And, it, you know, it might be a situation where I've seen it too many times. Um, but I, I did kind of felt like uh, I, I was actually kind of how to say it, like getting ready to watch this movie. I wasn't super excited for it because I think it had kind of waned on me over the years of watching it again. And I was kind of ready to be surprised. And maybe that was my fault. Maybe I shouldn't have anticipated the turnaround mm-hmm. <laughs> because like, yeah, I, I, there are definitely some great elements to it. Um, but I do think it of the three of these, uh, originals, I do think it's the weakest. Um, uh, you know, I think there's some areas to improve, but at the same time, I think there's also, you know, it, by saying it's the weakest is not saying it's a bad movie by any means. Um, but, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was excited to see it again, but it, it's, you know, it definitely kind of waned on me. Uh, but, you know, it will always be my first movie in this in this genre and always be my first image of Ash. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I just remembered, too, I completely forgot about this, but I actually had a poster of Army of Darkness that hung up on my college door for like two years. Which one? So uh, the one the the typical cover with Ash standing, it's like a Star Wars art style of, style of poster. And he's got the chain in his hand and... Uh, Sheila is like right at his knee, grabbing his leg, and the army's right behind him. Mm. It's the classic one, the classic one that everyone thinks of when they think of this movie. Well, th- see, there's that other one too, where he's like standing up with his chains on one hand and the shotgun in the other, and there's the, the, the picture of um, evil Ash behind him. Do you know that one? I don't actually. Let me go ahead and take like, a look. I'll do a quick little like, research. We'll look up Army It's the Darkness. one on the Wikipedia page that I had. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, let's see here. Because it, it, it looks like that one looks insane. Like the uh, sorry, like uh, well, like the, the 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 Star Wars one you mentioned. I like that one because it's very classic. I feel like it is it, that that is really telling you. Like I think both the covers really that one and um, the one of him holding up the chainsaw and the shotgun are two like very kind of different looking, um, very different looking. One, kind of, I just sent you a Discord. Is that the one you were thinking of? No, no. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's 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 basically all here. I'll send you a picture of it. Um, it's oh, it's the one all... where he's raising it above his head. This one, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Because yeah. uh, I, so I remember going to the movie movie store and always seeing these two posters. So that one and the one that you mentioned, and never quite knowing what they were. Um, but I think they paint such different movies. Like I think the Army of Darkness one of him standing shirtless with Sheila by his leg and the, uh, the little imp guys by his other foot. I think those are very telling what this movie is. I think this picture of him in this like kind of hero pose, ripped with his shotgun and his. Uh, um, chainsaw i think is a very like different image for the kind of movie like i would expect this to be some like epic you know medieval tale uh not to mm-hmm. say the evil dead or army of darkness isn't but you know <laughs> it's a very different kind of movie i feel like um you don't even quite place it as the chainsaw um but i'm assuming that that, that pose is the end of evil dead 2 right remember evil dead 2 there's the pose mm-hmm. in the book so it's, it's that pose which is funny because it's never in this movie <laughs> mm-hmm. um because actually actually now i'm looking at it too he also because i feel like in the beginning of this movie too his chainsaw is black and then it goes back to red but even this poster the chainsaw's black again so i'm wondering maybe that wasn't i thought that was just in my head but maybe it wasn't maybe it actually was a thing that happened uh anyway <laughs> um so it, like you, you mentioned that you know this this is him back in time taking place immediately after the second movie um did you notice that this is the third time we had possibly the fourth i think that it's the third linda we get in this movie 
I'm sorry, the third what? The third Linda in this movie? Yes, yes. The, the third retelling of this movie, of, them, of yes. Evil Dead 1. Uh, and Linda is played, by again, by a different actress. It's, this time it's actually... Um, it's a girl from Single White Female. Uh, I forget what her name is. Uh, Freck. It's uh, Fonda. Fonda. Uh, Bridget Fonda. She, yeah, Bridget Fonda. Yeah, from uh, Single White Female. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how did you get her in this movie randomly? Um, it's it's crazy because she she's in this as like a very bit part role, and then um, Sheila is played by Miss Honey from Matilda. I was just about to say that. Damn it! Yes, I had that in my notes. I was just like, hey, who does you know who Sheila played by? Yeah, it's uh, the same actress. Uh, let me find her real quick. And Beth Davids, uh, she played Miss Honey and Matilda, and I, ah, oh, I was going to surprise you with that, but I guess not. You fool. Guess she's also in 13 you're, Ghosts. You're one, huh? She's also in 13 Ghosts. Ghosts. Oh, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I was surprised when I saw that that was her. Because like, I was staring at her, I'm like, you look really familiar. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, yeah. so, you know, again, this a little bit. So, so I know you already kind of said that you, you had some issues with it. So, like, what, what, what did you notice this time, or what was, what stood out to you? So I, going into the movie, like, the last third really dragged for me personally. And I think it's mm. probably, like, the first time through. It's very exciting. But going on through, like, after seeing it again, it just kind of drags. Um, so I love this movie. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's a great movie. I have a lot of good memories with it. I, I, I do love how the series keeps changing itself up. And it's still got that creative spark. It's still got the craziness. Again, you know, the shattered mirrors turning into mini ashes. And he has to fight them off. And... He defeats them by pouring them uh, hot tea down or hot water down his throats. And then another ash like comes from his shoulder and it's like a Siamese twin battle sort of thing. Like I, I love that shit. That's so much fun. Um, but at the same time, I do think the genericness of the final battle, and I, I get that it was a big tribute to like Ray Harryhausen and the Jason mm-hmm. the Argonaut stop motion. And they did a really good job of it. It is fun to watch, but a third of the movie is the final battle. And I think that's way too long. Um, I think the opening scene is great with the whole deadite pit and all the one-liners back and forth. Another thing as well that is kind of interesting is Ash goes full asshole in this movie. Oh, yes. Like, he is an absolute dick the whole way through. And he had his streaks during the first two Evil Dead movies, definitely. But in this one, he is just a misogynist dick um, who is basically just like, oh, yeah, give me some sugar baby to a woman he just met. Um, And it's just very weird stuff because again the, my wife was just like hey you talk about this evil dead series all the time you name your podcast after this let's watch one of these movies and i watched army of darkness with her because it would be like the least gory one that she could handle and during those scenes i was just like oh yeah yeah i get that um mm-hmm. yeah but i mean i could deal with that honestly it's not great but it was 1992 which is not a huge excuse but at the same time it's just it is what it is um but the biggest thing for me personally was just the last third really, really dragged. The battle is way too long. Um, and I just think, I don't know. I just think it's way too long at the very end and it did drag, but it did leave way for the ending scene, which is pretty fun and pretty good. Mm-hmm. I still think they should have kept the original ending. Um, but just as a rewatch, I definitely think this is probably the least rewatchable out of the three Evil Dead movies thus far just because it's not as quickly paced as the others. How about mm-hmm. you? So, no, I'm, I'm the same boat. Like, I... See, I, I, I love this movie growing up. I idolized it. And I think, you know, like like you mentioned, like, maybe when I was younger, I didn't watch a lot of these kind of, like, fantasy movies, sort of, like, what I would describe them. So maybe, like, the genericness really didn't kind of rub off on me. You know, as a kid, I thought this was kind of new and fun. Um, 
But yeah, it, it really grates it. I think like what you said, like Ash's character, I think is really what kind of makes it like sad for me. Not sad, but you know, it, it brings it down because like I quoted the shit out of this movie when I was a kid. I, mm. everything, like I, I knew his entire like monologue about the, the shotgun. Um, you know, I knew like the good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun, like all, all of those lines, like I knew shot by smart, the very back of my hand. Smart. Um, yeah, exactly. And like those, you know, and as a kid, those were really kind of fun and like, you know, highlights, but you know, as we get older and we see like these character, this character, he really is kind of a dick. And again, like, this, this is really what kind of like part of what I stopped, like during Ash vs. Army of Darkness, the TV show, I started kind of falling off because Ash was more of this character. He was, he really became this guy. Um, and I don't, I'd always kind of written it off a little bit. Like, I don't like I, back in college, I don't know when it was. I, 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 I came up with this idea that like the reason that he was like this in this movie was because he was telling a story. Right, so he's telling a story. He's a guy from the '80s, so he's telling this '80s story mm. about this this, this snake lip skin, whatever kind of you know guy who plus skin or his name is safe. You know, who goes in is like, give me some sugar. You know, makes out random women. You know, like it's like, oh, you're I ugly like now, that. bitch. Like, I, I, I like that. That's he's he's an unreliable narrator. I yeah. like that 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 fan theory. Well, because this is, this is the first one that opens up with him telling the story of the Necronomicon. Yeah. Right. Because in, in two, it was you know it was written by the Dark Ones, and in this one, it's him. He's like, "Hey, I was I was Ash for Army of Darkness." You know, like he was telling the story, and like it ends with him telling the story um, to uh, Ted Raimi at the end, right? As well, in in, in the in, you know in the in the sequel or that sequel in the the modified ending. Um, so you know, like that's that 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 tracks. He's telling the story. He's he's telling it to this guy. So he's like, "Yeah." Then I grabbed this girl and I made out with her. And I was like, "Yeah." You know, like I feel like that really <laughs> makes that. a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah and but yeah, like I, it sorry um but yeah uh but yeah that, 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 that was my like that i really enjoyed that um and then i i, I only recently watched Ash vs. army of darkness i was kind of afraid of it and what really kind of great for me was that that character continued to persist to be that guy i think he was slightly more of a person in mm-hmm. um in the new one or in the you know in that but i do i think that this graded um but yeah i don't know i i, I always kind of justified it as just him telling the story um, especially because too the ending that's how kind of how I justify the ending too and like the, again the retelling is because he's telling you what happened with Linda so again it's a different actress it's different from what happened in the thing and even the ending of Evil Dead 2 where he you know sticks up his arms at the end doesn't happen in this movie because he's telling the story and that's you know he's telling it differently like you know I was beaten down and they, they dragged me off instead of instead of being the hero like he already is when he appears at the end in, in 2 um, mm-hmm. so I thought that was kind of you know a fun thing um, but yeah I don't know it, it's I, like it's like you said, I, I think him being kind of like a, a not really likable character it makes it harder to watch this movie. Yeah, definitely. Because before he was rough around the edges, he was dumb, but he still tried to do the best thing, the right thing, and Charles still tried to protect the people he loved and cared about, and everything like that. And he still does, but he also doesn't treat the people any anybody in this movie very good, honestly. Um, but they do keep the dumb, and I do think this is my favorite movie for dumb Ash, just because so many of the moments he puts himself through the the whole scene in the graveyard with the book and the Klaatu Nurta, <laughs> yes. Nikto, or, Klaatu, Verada, Nikto, um, thing, which, which is a reference to what, Andrew? Uh, the day the earth should still. Hey, there we go. You yeah, keep well, your you... horror movie cred. There we go. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, very good on that front. Um, but yeah, just the whole scene with the three books of the dead and just, oof, maybe I didn't say every little syllable, but I got it pretty much right. Yeah. Um, I, it is definitely the funniest Ash has been in the entire series, but at the same time, it, it is kind of spoiled by just how much of a dick he is. So, mm-hmm. well, I think it's important yep. too because I think he's almost too competent in this one as well. 
Like, he, yeah. like he's well, an idiot. He, he gets beat up. I don't mind that. Like, well, I, I'm okay that him getting beat up, but I want him to like, I don't, I don't know. I want him to be like a little bit, not dumb. Because I, I, I think I think instead of making, so they made him competent, but dumb. And I would have preferred more him kind of being, you know, figuring things out like he was doing in Evil Dead 2. Because, you know, it, it Evil Dead 2 was yesterday for this in him, right? This Yesterday, he just, his girl, his girlfriend died. He got, should be not, he lost his hand, all those things, you know? And like, like, like right, that just happened yesterday. Like it, it seems like it's a long time ago, but in his context, yesterday that just happened. He lost his girlfriend. Now he's womanizing this random girl who thinks he killed her brother. <laughs> like, you know, it's 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 this weird thing, you know. Like, it, like I think that I mean that's where I lose it. I think if I think of these as standalone movies and Ash is this kind of ambiguous character that doesn't necessarily stem from Ash um, from Evil Dead Two, I'm more okay with it. And I think that's why I really enjoyed it as a kid, is I watched this a lot more and kind of disconnected them. But then when I view it yeah. as an adult, as a continuing story of Ash, it's not, you know, it's it's not as enjoyable. Uh, just, again, for his story, I think the movie is still great. And I think, it, like like you said, they, they, these are the funniest moments. And if we, if we could have just kept with some of that magic from the first half of the film the whole way through, I would have loved it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, like, like, like again, it's funny, too, because, you know, it's it's such a generic... Like, I almost feel like this is, um, you know, you, you know the term, like, the isekai? isekai you know what that is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, it's like, it's like, so for those who are, like, isekai but, is, what they, is, is, like, the in, in another world uh, kind of genre of anime. So, like, like, it's like Escaflone or Inuyasha, Inu, Inuyasha, that sort of thing. In, Inuyasha. <laughs> Inuyasha. I can't, I can't speak today. It's the Klaatu Verata Nikto and then just, I, like downhill from there so i'm just not i'm not gonna speak at all anyway how continue you, how dare you but like anyway like you know like, like that's a very generic kind of genre of anime especially now like you know sword art online really kind of made it big even though technically it's not isekai um but anyway you know this idea that this hero this person goes back in time and is super smart and can do cool things and as a result revolutionize the world around them and becomes the godlike figure um and, th- and this is like that but you know like 30 years earlier from this. And it's it's really fun because, you know, nowadays I think they've gone to the point where that's saturated so much they're making these kind of jokes about it. And this is really that. This is, um, you know, what if the guy who went back in time, you know, is a guy who, like, still has his fucking high school chemistry book in the back of his car because he's a fucking idiot. Um, but then at the same time, the things he does, you know, the people have so much faith in him that he's teaching them how to fight with a fucking spear, which is something he never knows how to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's that over-the-top craziness of these people believing in him, even though he fucks them over constantly. And, you know, uh, after he kills this person, he gets, uh, after he kills the dead two deadites with, you know, again, modern weapons, but also, like, a sword could do the same thing he did. <laughs> um, you know, he's, he's being fed grapes and, you know pulling women in and, you know, give you some sugar, even though, you know, she thinks you killed your, her brother. Like, it's so over the top and dumb that it seems like a parody, but I, and like, it probably is, but I just don't think it quite hit that parody mark. Like, it, it still plays yeah. like a serious story, I think, a lot of the time. And that's, that's why I really like the headcanon of just like, it's Ash telling the story. But going back to Ash's characterization on this one, I, I, I feel that this is definitely the movie where he hit the whole stride, which I feel deci- defines his character. Ash is dumb. He's mm. really, really dumb, but there is one thing he's good at, and that's killing deadites, and that's what makes him such an entertaining character, and I think this movie showcases that better than anything else. So, yeah, I agree with you in terms of taking a look at this standalone as Ash's character, that is probably better than remembering, oh, yeah, you know, less than a few hours ago, his girlfriend died, and he had to, you know, all his friends died, and everything like that. Um yeah. That's that's just kind of what I like about this movie is I feel like he's finally developed into that character the first two movies were building into aside mm-hmm. from the whole being a dick to everyone <laughs> sort of thing. Well, 
And how long was this after um, Evil Dead Two? When when this came was this was nineteen ninety. It was like a few hours. Oh, oh the the movie itself when it was released. Yes. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So eighty seven was Evil Dead Two, and this was ninety two. Ninety three, so, yeah, but it was years. delayed. Yeah. 92 but it was delayed a year like the movie was finished um but there was some legal rights and they basically deleted it for about a year and i remember sam raimi was really pissed off about it he was just like i basically wasted a year of my life waiting for this movie to come out (laughs) like so so i I wonder too if you know maybe to a degree um uh how to say this like maybe like in their mind ash had grown between the two movies like i would almost sort of like that better if this movie started off with ash later like have mm-hmm. the opening sequence of him shooting the deadites and stuff and then have it maybe fast forward two years and he's still fucking in like medieval times like you know and then, i'm gonna get home and then fast forward two years and now he's just kind of run down you know more sarcastic yeah, more negative for those dude. three six years whatever it is on that front mm-hmm. and it's just not as immediate yeah yeah and that, that may have been a little more interesting and maybe you know if they made that maybe that was the intention maybe it was supposed to have been a while um I do love when he's he's fucking walking with Robert the Red, whatever his name is, and he has his his stump, and they put it in the in the little uh, handcuff things, and it's like stuck <laughs> in it. And you're just like, what the fuck? How does this happen? Um, uh-huh. Which again, this movie this movie is fucking funny. Like that that scene is great, uh, and um, I fucking love the pit scene. The the fucking the pit the pit and this like, and again like you said the, the beginning of this movie is fucking gold. Like if if this movie kept running with the steam it started with it would be fucking amazing because uh, that the scene with the pit where he is uh there and he gets he gets thrown down like you know the the body gets thrown in the pit and then blood just flies out just like it does in evil dead 2 um and just goes everywhere and they push him into it and he you know you expect this big you know this like fucking blender of murder on, uh, in the pit and it's this, this it's fucking like dead punches him. star wars and, yeah yeah but it's, it's just like a kung fu fight in in there um <laughs> Like so good, like like you know, again, like playing with expectations. Like I think that's like that's that is like such good Sam Raimi-ness. And I, and you know, again, I wonder. Like I don't think if you look at Evil Dead two, if you look at Evil Dead one, um, you know, honestly, if you look at um, Multiverse of Madness, like the endings of those movies aren't super great. I mean, uh, you know, not they're not super great, but like they just kind of end with like, and then a fight happens and they die. And mm-hmm. you know, for Army of Darkness, he really had to write like a final epic battle and all these things happen and robert the red comes and saves them and this happens you know the, the back and forth has to happen i think that isn't something that he's really not to say i don't know his career all that well but like it wasn't in the previous movies so i think it was something new for for ash in this story to deal with um mm-hmm. so that it was something a little bit different it wasn't just a straight through horror starts happening horror keeps happening till the end it's horror starts happening he goes to solve it then this happens and then you know like it's a lot there are a lot more events in this story like actually it's more of an actual story than it is like a single isolated uh, incident um and you know and that, i you know, think that kind of makes this movie weaker because yes. it is a more generic story and like typically for most movies it is more interesting to actually have you know these events play after each other and kind of feed into the next event as one continuous story but I feel that was the strength of the first two Evil Dead movies is that they were so random, so crazy. You never had any idea what the hell you were going to expect next. Where at this one, you kind of got the sense of, okay, Ash is going to go out. He's going to find the Book of the Dead. Something weird's going to happen. He's probably going to screw it up somehow. I'm assuming there's going to be a big epic battle at the end, probably during nighttime, that sort of thing. Um, so it is, I mean, there definitely are a lot of scenes that kind of throw you for a loop. But as a whole, it's a lot more predictable than other Evil Dead movies, um, which as a series that kind of one parts of the horror, what makes it more so interesting is that anything can happen, basically, is um, it, it definitely kind of weakens this movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this movie also plays the rules of what is the evil, what is evil dead. Like, you know, 
this this third time we see them, so we see skeletons for Evil Dead really coming back. Um, it can it can make small little ashes. It can you know like it, you know they played around with the formula a lot in this one. Um, you know, like in this time, the Evil Dead is like the evil is just something that the fucking people, the townspeople just know about. <laughs> like everybody just is aware <laughs> of the evil. Um, never mentioned any history books. Um, but you know, and the thing I do want, the caveat I do want to throw out here for this, because you know we are being kind of negative on this movie, is we've both seen this movie a fuck ton of times. Oh, like, absolutely. If if I was watching this for the first time, you know, even with all the stuff we said, I would fucking love it because again, this movie is so surprising from what you get from Evil Dead too. Like the you know, like yeah, it's it's generic. But it's also generic in a way that, like, it's generic for its genre, but not for the Evil Dead or for the horror genre, I feel like. So you'd be surprised by it when Ash, you know, uh, you know, Kung Fu fights, an, uh, you know, a uh, uh, Deadite. Or when he, you know, like, um, you know, goes and fucks up the words or, like, you know, fights the evil version of himself. Like, those are new things that, like, again, we've seen so many times. And I think that a lot of elements of this movie are really kind of what's been thrust into uh, I don't know, societal memory of the Evil Dead franchise is this version of Ash is... Because, you know, again, in this movie, the chainsaw arm is much more prevalent until he, you know, until he t- get, takes it off her actual hand. But, you know, like, the um, Ash mowing down armies of the undead, that's really this movie. It's not in the any of the other movies. It's this, and then it's a TV series that, you know, is relatively recent. Um, so this movie really cemented this version of Ash, which then, you know, goes on into the comic books and into the video games. Like, if, mm-hmm. if, if they were to make a video game off Evil Dead 2, it would just be, like, walking around with a shotgun half the time. <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, you know, this this movie really defined this character. And I think, again, I think it's very telling that this movie was originally called Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness. Because it is, it's Bruce Campbell. This is when Bruce Campbell becomes Ash. This is when they become mm-hmm. the same person. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's what this movie is. This is, like, a, this is, like... Uh, what's that? I think the Abbott and Costello, you know, like it's the character of Bruce Campbell that this, this, you know, this cultural character of him and going into this world and like, you know, cracking wise and stuff, you know? Um, I just feel like that, you know, it's a, it's a shift, but you know, again, it's not a bad movie. I, I don't want to be too hard on it. Cause it's just, you know, we've seen it so many times that the jokes don't land as well when you've seen them, you know, infinite times. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the other thing too, is just, it's interesting. Um, I mean, there's still so much to love about this movie. Again, mm-hmm. it is endlessly quotable. Good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. You know, shop smart, shop S smart. Uh, everything in this movie, there's just so much that's just absolutely hilarious. Always works. The, you know, the bad Ash, evil Ash, uh, going back and forth with each other. The Siamese twins sort of thing. London bridges falling down <laughs> with, in the battle with the little ashes. There's so much fun. I, I love the scene where he opens up the fake book of the dead and his face gets sucked in there. And then they come yes. back. He's got the prosthetics with the lawn face and everything like that. It is, it is beautiful. Like this movie is so much fun, but at the same time, it's, yeah, we're we're very much nitpicking on this movie on that front. It is definitely worth watching. It is definitely a very good movie. But mm-hmm. uh, other other podcasters and reviewers and everyone, this movie has been done to death. So oh, absolutely on that front, right there. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, let's see. I'm trying to think what else on that front, right there. You stole my I, Miss Honey from Matilda factoid, you're right welcome. there. I, I, I do love all, very... all the callbacks. This, sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, I do have a very deep, deep cut of trivia here for do you. Do it, do it. Okay, so do you remember the Telltale Games? Yes. Yes, the ones who did, like, the Walking Dead and uh, Batman. The, 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 the Back to the Future games and Wolf Among Us, all that stuff right there. Well, yeah. uh, as they were releasing their first uh, 
basic uh, e- uh, early games. They had two games called Poker Night at the Inventory. Do you remember those? I've heard of them. I don't think I've ever played them. Okay, so basically it was a poker game. They had a bunch of characters together, and let me see if I can remember who they are. Um, But basically they had a bunch of just, like, miscellaneous uh, people that you would play poker with. Like, the first one was Tycho from Penny Arcade, uh, Sam from Sam & Max, Heavy from Team Fortress 2, and Strombad from Homestar Runner. (laughs) So, like, that is kind of the people you are talking with. Uh, But the second one, you played with uh, Brock Samson from Venture Brothers, Claptrap from Borderlands, GLaDOS from Portal, and Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams. Um, he uh, He wasn't voiced by Bruce Campbell, but he was Ash Williams in there. Uh, so you got to play poker with him the entire way through. And I'm going to go ahead and read this off directly from the Evil Dead wiki because this is something I did not realize. So um, after Ash in the game was asked about what happened to Sheila following his departure from 1300 AD, replying that he couldn't find anything with his own research, GLaDOS informs Ash that Sheila was pregnant with his child and huh. later married a Sir Theodore in 1300, later giving birth to one son, who was eventually killed by the Black Plague in 1347. It is then unknown if she lived to see them, but she eventually became a grandmother of eight, with later descendants immigrating to Poland by the 15th century. The descendants later escaped to Poland following the Nazi invasion during World War II and settled in a Swedish enclave in Nebraska. By the 60s, the sole surviving ancestor of Sir Theodore, or descendants of Sir Theodore and Sheila, Badi Jablowski, briefly marries a local traveling salesman, giving birth to two male sons, including Brock Fitzgerald Sampson. So according to the canon of this game, Ashley Williams is the great, 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 great grandparent of Brock Sampson from Venture Brothers. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. See, I thought it was going to go into him being his own father, his own great, great, great grandfather. I'm glad, I'm glad it wasn't Oh, that. that would be amusing. That, no, I don't want that in my life. That, that I was, would be very much an Ash thing to do, though. True. Just, gosh, all the weird stuff. The wait. Uh, but yeah. You know what I just realized? How is the evil back? At the end of this movie, how is the evil back? They banish the evil. Yeah. Do they, do they not banish the evil? They don't banish they No, just, they, they just, just they teleported the evil back to this era, right? But so how the, then did they know about So at the, at the, the end of evil. evil Dead at the end of Evil Dead 2, they banish it back to once it came, which is theoretically back you know, back there, and that makes sense. And then I guess in the end of this movie, he doesn't actually stop the evil. Right? Yeah, he just the, kills them all. He'll, he just kills the one around him. He kills the, the like, they kill the army of darkness around him, but the evil's still there. So he had the chance to seal away the evil forever. But Fucked the evil does up. come back in the later scene. But yeah, well, it, it comes back at the end because he never actually defeated them. He yeah. just, it's like, it would, you know, if, it, you know, again, to, to talk about, you know, some of our, our, our listeners in Ukraine, you know, it would be like defeating like one force, one army. But Russia's still fucking there. I mean, like, like it's like, you know, I, like, hold on, I, I didn't realize that. But, yeah, even this this entire story is like, oh, I guess I <laughs> fucked up. Well, because, well, well, okay, I guess, like, so at the end, doesn't Ted Raimi, um, isn't talking with him? He's like, oh, did you say the words right this time? He's like, yeah, kind of. So I guess yeah. it's implying he didn't do it right that time. But we didn't actually oh, yeah. see yeah, him. Definitely. So this time the wizard didn't watch him. The wizard wasn't like, all right, when you say it, when you do it this time, I'm here with you. Fucking do it right. He was just like, all right, you didn't do it well the first time. Let's see if this happens. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, the actual ending could be that he left and then everyone just got fucking murdered again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, mean, I could definitely see that too because that's another characterization about Ash is just whatever he does, even if he saves the day, even if he beats everyone, even if he takes care of all that, he is still going to be 
he, he never really solves any issues. Like, he's really mm. good about killing Deadites, but he also is kind of the one who makes the Deadites come back. So, or oh, yeah. sets it up so that they can come back. Just like, wait, have, you, have you seen, you've seen Ash for Evil Dead? Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> How they come back. Uh, I will say, um, in, what is it? It's, have you ever um, read Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash? I have not read it, no. Ah, so, so it basically opens with the two characters from Freddy vs. Jason, the, the girl and the guy, uh, getting killed by Jason. Um, and during that time, there's this whole monologue with Ash being like, you know, you survive once and everyone thinks you're some chosen one, some chosen hero. And, you know, it makes you kind of think you're good and, you know, like you're never going to die. And then they get killed. And he's like, but that's just me. I'm the hero, not you. <laughs> just being like, only, only, that's only me. Only, only I'm the chosen one. None of you guys are. <laughs> like, it's great. Uh, but it really kind of is that, is that idea of Ash just being a little bit bullheaded and, uh, Maybe you know, not considering other people, because <laughs> he's literally just like, yeah, fuck you guys. He survived forever, Jason. You're not. You're nothing. You're, you, you just. You just happen to survive, um, <laughs> which is great. Um, but yeah. But anyway. Uh, so you know, I know we've been kind of negative. Um, do, like what? 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 I know you mentioned a couple of things. What? What? What about this movie? What highlights? What stands out to you as being like great, or what do you remember? What's? Well, you know, what? What are some? You know, to, um, to, I really love. Good note. Yeah, what, one thing that I haven't talked about yet that I really do is I, I really do love the stop motion at the end. Like, the very mm. first time I watched that final battle, I was really enjoying it. I think it's very creative, very clever. Again, it's a homage to Jason and the Argonauts, their whole Ray Harryhausen stop motion that he pioneers decades before. Um, and it is a lot of fun to watch. And it is, again, kind of leans into what we were talking about in the last episode of the Evil Dead movies are fun. Like, that's really what they boil down to. If you're if you're not having fun watching an Evil Dead movie, it's not an Evil Dead movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie definitely has that in spades. It's just not as gory as the other ones, and it's not as... It, it still is as creative as the other movies, but it's just not as... <sighs> anything can happen. It's a lot more predictable. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's, there's just no suspense. There's no... Yeah. Like, but by taking the horror out of Evil Dead, you really kind of take away a key element of it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's I, still I horror you. elements to this, definitely, but it, it's not scary. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, it doesn't intend to be scary. Uh, like, even if you're not a horror movie fan whatsoever, you could still watch this movie and enjoy it. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, again, we talked about Ash. I, I do think Dumb Ash is on full display right here. I think some of the best Ash moments uh, in his entire characterization are in here i do like how now he's fully realized as you know he's bad at everything except being a deadites uh, hunter and he's really really good at that um the movie is just endlessly quotable their creative scenes are fantastic again the opening scene is absolute gold um i really wish they kept the original ending which if you don't know uh the original ending was basically the same up until he drinks the potion and he sleeps and because he's such a dumbass he accidentally overdoses on the potion and then he wakes up to a post-apocalyptic world and he's like oh no i fell asleep for way too long and i would have loved that i think that would have been so much better than the ending we have currently which is fine but it's a little bit too what's the word i'm looking for a little bit too mainstream hollywood um on that I, front. I, actually, I really like it i don't i i prefer that ending just because i feel like it's kind of showing that i don't know ash I don't know. For, for me, like I, 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 I'm kind of the opposite. Where I'm like, I feel like that that other ending is so Planet of the Apes. I'm like, no, I don't want this. Uh, but I, I like this one because it's just showing that Ash is like, I don't know. It, it's recontextualizing who Ash became and bringing it back to this to the real world. You know, like it's it's, it's mm-hmm. like it's it's that hero's journey, right? He goes on his journey, changes, and he comes back. So like, I, I like that element. He comes back 
and you know now he's now he's more pompous like it would have been cool to see him at the beginning of evil dead one you know being like kind of a meek housewares employee and then he and now he comes back as like the kind of you know the dick housewares employee um <laughs> uh you know like where he you know again like jumps on things you know jumps on carts and shoots at the, the people like i don't know i like that because i feel like he was just waiting for that moment in his life you know he was spinning <laughs> his wheels waiting for the chance to, to fight a deadhead again <laughs> um mm. so I, I i really enjoyed that um that element though don't you see like big ben in the distance so to, like when he when he wakes up at the you know when he uh when he sleeps forever and he wakes up isn't big ben like knocked over in the distance or something I don't remember but that would make sense because we're in the medieval era so so but at the so, same so, time too it's yeah did he teleport from nebraska or whatever to fucking like uh yeah, wherever yeah. he was yeah I, mean, I would assume so it's like the, the rules in the portal it could spit him out somewhere else in terms of another time and i guess you have the other problem that with time travel in that the earth is constantly rotating around the sun and then also the sun is attached to a solar system that's currently rotating through the universe and traveling through the universe so technically it would be you know several hundred thousand miles or even light years away depending on how far back you're going um they'll definitely it wasn't light years wasn't the next, wait where is where is kandarian where is kandaria where wasn't that wasn't the, didn't they find that novel in fucking like egypt <laughs> wait one second wait the, the kandarian ruins and the, remember like, all right the, listeners this is the part where we go to wikipedia and we just do some research for five minutes you can go ahead and skip and we'll get right back to you on that <laughs> front that, that, all right let's see what it is that was it right wasn't it like wasn't like they, they came from some like they, i could have sworn that um the 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 nobu uh nobu nobu that's it that's like right no, nobi nobi uh uh daughter nobi and her and uh boyfriend ed didn't they didn't they weren't they like in egypt when they came back with those with those uh those pages in evil dead 2 all right so creation evil dead wiki this is the official source i think maybe probably not it's probably a fan run wiki but creation the dark ones as the book is an object that exists in numerous alternate realities its origin often varies from universe to universe the most common origin of the necronomicon is related to a race of ancient beings called as the dark ones who in many worlds crafted the book at the dawn of humanity in the reign of the globe known now as the middle each meast some accounts have specified the region as the creation of the country of egypt Huh. Other sources have stated that the book was created in an alternate dimension, entirely presumably hell itself. In the Prime Universe, the dark one known as Ruby was the lone author of the book, while other accounts have decrypt- depicted its creation as a collaborative effort. So yes, it does look like Egypt, Middle East. Wait, 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 yes. wait, Legend had it, it was written by the dark ones, ones, yes. plural. Ruby yes. is a singular person. yes. That, that, that about the dark Ash, one. We're, yeah, we're, we're getting to Ash versus the Evil Dead territory on that front. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Ruby, <clears> Ruby's <throat> a singular entity. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know who about that. Okay. Yeah, so Egypt. Okay. So how did the Necronomicon get some pages ripped out of it in Egypt if it was in uh, fucking in the 1300s? It was in um, that that other place, wherever they England, I'm assuming. Come on. Tell, tell me this. Good question. What's going on here? Yeah. What's, <clears throat> Also, Sorry, I got something in my throat here. Where, where's the religion around Evil Dead too? Where's the where the where are the Kandarian people who are like, look at the sweet book we got that has pictures, mm-hmm. bro? Did you notice that uh, one of the, that in every not every at least, but in uh, I think in Evil Dead two and Evil Dead this one uh, Army of Darkness that there's that red dragon photo. The, one of the, one of the drawings is always the back of that red dragon of the dragon facing away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, that seems like they just kind of stole that drawing from something. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Edward Norton would be would be interested in that. 
um, or <laughs> uh, where that original art came from. Anyway, um, yeah. So okay. So any, any other like did did you get like major Lord of the Rings vibes out of this? Oh like, yeah, the, the Battle for Helm's Way before Deep. Lord of the Rings, and even like I mean, the Peter Jackson, have my axe, he, you have my sword. <laughs> yeah, Peter Jackson, you know, came on out and he did he did Dead Alive, and he's obviously a huge horror movie boss. So I could totally see him taking inspiration bits and pieces from this movie. Dude, um, imagine that though. Evil, uh, Army of Darkness inspires one of the greatest fantasy movies ever made. <laughs> 100%. No, I, I and being one hundred percent serious, I definitely yeah. think that Peter Jackson probably took a look at a few of these things, knowing his background, knowing his affinity affinity for loving gore fests and everything like that. Absolutely, I, I, I could totally see that happening. Man, if only there was like a scene where I don't know Sean Bean appeared in this one at some point. <laughs> and he could have been the first guy pushed into the pit. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Bean did it. Uh... Good stuff. Good stuff. Trying to get another good one. Oh, I I do love so again, there, there are a lot of callbacks to the first movie in this, like, you know, him falling in the in the in the water when he's running away from the evil and kind of uh transforming. You know, it's 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 like basically just like the midpoint of um or not midpoint, but the earlier parts of Evil Dead where he where he becomes possessed and whatnot. Very similar kind of story beats. But I love um it pretty early on, um, when they uh, when Ash is first kind of uh hailed as their savior, um that a deadite I guess a possessed woman, a possessed uh, woman stirring a pot, uh, attacks. And uh, I think uh, Ash shoots her in the face from that, and she falls over. And the um, the soldier goes to check on her, and you see her eyes open, which is exactly what happens with um, Cheryl in the first one, where Cheryl's mm-hmm. laying there and her eyes open. And that's when she gets, you know, that's when um, Linda gets stabbed in the, in the leg with a pencil. And I like it, because like, the exact same thing's about to happen, and then Ash grabs his hand, and she's like, no, 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 <laughs> she's, she's thinking. <laughs> like, I love that you see Ash learning from that. But again, this is Ash learning from Evil Dead 1, where in Evil Dead 2, it didn't really technically happen, uh, which is interesting. Um, but and I, and I love that, too, because then um, Ash versus Evil Dead, he even mentioned that one point. He's like, you know, uh, maybe maybe there's Linda, I don't know, things are kind of messy. Like, I don't, I don't really know what happened. Like, he even, they imply that, like, it's kind of his mixed memory that doesn't really know if Evil Dead 1 or 2 is canon, or, like, you know, they kind of mix in his mind, um, which I always find is funny. Uh, they, they kind of explain that away, where he's like, yeah, you know, maybe this happened, I don't really know. <laughs> um, oh, that was funny. Um, I'm trying to think, any, any other good mo- moments or anything like, what did you think of uh, the, uh, the classic becoming, like, a death machine? Like, a, the, oh, the battle yeah. bot of the classic yeah sam sam raimi's ultimobile yeah i i i just again that's kind of a character on its own as well yeah i, I think it's hilarious i also like to the whole scene getting ready where ash is teaching them basic technology and like equipping them and <laughs> trying to plan with them and everything like that in his own sam raimi way again mm-hmm. like it's it, it's it's like redneck engineering the whole way through and i love it <laughs> it's, it was really fun well he he, he fucking makes uh makes gunpowder he like grinds the sulfur <laughs> like, like what the fuck man and like i, I love it because then the um the old man goes to like put the little explosive powder in the fire and ash no idiot <laughs> like <laughs> fucking ash like i, I forget there oh god there there was um i can't remember what parody i was watching but it, was, it was a similar story of some guy who goes back in time and it's like i know about cars and electronics and like well can you make one he's like no fucking good man like but look like at this one you know ash actually can do these things you know he has his chemistry 101 book which teaches him how to make everything um which man i would love my chemistry 101 book to teach me to make gunpowder that's that sounds really helpful <laughs> um i don't think there's any other things uh let's see any, any other oh in this story he cuts off the shotgun barrel so he makes this thought of shotgun i i don't know why in my mind the shot the thought of shotgun was always a thing but i guess that's that's in this movie did mm-hmm. not did not remember that i 
and, and again, I think that's kind of a part of this movie uh, being kind of the blueprint or what everyone kind of remembers uh, for Ash. Is like, I remember him with a sawed-off shotgun. Uh, and that literally just happened to like, at the end of this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is definitely the movie, again, where I feel like the iconic version of Ash and all the iconic moments kind of come from. Mm-hmm. So I feel this movie is kind of unfairly weighted in that way just because... It, it is what most people remember in terms of the character itself. So, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, yeah, but other than that, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about with Army of Darkness? I kind of felt like we geeked about the history of the series in the last one. I am excited to talk about the remake because I think we got a lot of stuff to stay right there. But uh, mm-hmm. anything uh, Yeah. Anything else you want to mention? Talk I about? Am, I'm trying to think if there are any, any more quotes that we have. <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, there's some quotes. Um no, I don't think so. Uh, you know, one last callback to Amazing Moment is when he jumps up in the air in the pit and uh, connects his little, the, the chainsaw to his arm, like midair, clinks it in. <laughs> so good. Like, it just slides home. Because, <laughs> again, th- this was my first experience seeing Ash or seeing these movies. Um, and uh, seeing him, um, what was I going to say? Like, yeah, this is my first exposure to Ash. So seeing him jump in the air midair and, you know, chink his arm into a chainsaw and have it like you know, seven year old that was the coolest thing ever coolest thing ever but then also set my tone for like man what happened to the movies before this where he gets this crazy arm and you're like oh oh it didn't didn't really go that way okay never mind um what about the quotes don't touch that please your primitive intellect wouldn't understand alloys and compositions and things with molecular structures and he guess yeah. like any of those stuff are it's great well, again, that, 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 again, that's that great idea. Like, you know, that, that's where primitive screw come from, right? He's like, oh, you primitive people. It's like, no, they've created a fucking society, you idiot. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's so funny. Like, I, I would have loved to see, um, I don't know, more um, more instances of, you know, of Ash being a fucking idiot and then being like, you, you piece of shit. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know, like see him try to do something, you know, medieval. Like, yeah, you know, she just some shoot a bow and arrow and have it go flying off in the wrong direction or something like that, you know? It's just <laughs> something dumb like that. Um, yes. Oh, where he's burying he's burying the evil ash and then he's just like oh you got something on your face boom he tosses some dirt on him that's great <laughs> though see i when um when ash comes back i keep, always forget that he just members him so then when ash uh-huh. when evil ash comes back he just like whoop and like reconnects and there's that like whoop noise <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> i don't know what that sound effect is but i fucking love it because it's just like Phew! he's back <laughs> like, okay man <laughs> he just reconstructs uh and you know once once he fucks up that the necronomicon um which again, actually, my question also: are, are there actually three Necronomicons, or is it, or are the other two just trap Necronomicons? Uh, I think they're just trap Necronomicons. Yeah, I love, I love the. Yeah, evil I don't think. Like, I, I think there's always just the original one, and it's. Uh, yeah, the other two are just traps for whatever reason. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I, I guess the evil is like we're gonna create pranks just in case. <laughs> but yo, evil, why not make three pranks and then hide the actual book like underground? Just saying. Sand evil, if you you know, if you want to be really, so. really yeah. sneaky, or what you can be... do is, um, you know, take take uh, the three ne- ne- Necromicon books, or better yet, create three fake ones and then one real ones, and then put them all together, and then fuck, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh yeah, take the three Necromicon <laughs> books and then just label them one, two, and four. That way, Ooh. they'll always be looking for a third one, and it doesn't exist. There we That's go. The, that is the key. That is the key. Um, and I think, you know, we should also mention that after, so, you know, after the series, again, as we mentioned, this is really where Ash kind of became Ash. Um, and following this, this is where, like, we get so many, like, games, like, I, I remember Fistful of uh, Boomstick uh, was a great game. Yeah. Um, th- there, there's a bunch of games that come after this, and they basically are all 
um, you know, except for maybe that Evil Dead video that came out, which is kind of a combination of all of them in lore. Basically, it's, it's all Evil Dead in one. Um, but, you know, this is where the Evil Dead comic series comes from, or the, sorry, the Ashford's Army of, of Dead. Kane, um, Regeneration, but, Army of Darkness Defense. Oh, yeah. I'm a regener- Regeneration. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. But this is, this is really where Ash kind of takes off. So, like, there there's a huge... Um, who made it? It was um, the people who made the White Sand comic. Uh, frick, what is it called? Who made who made that? Uh, Dynamite. Dynamite had a huge series um, of Evil Dead, and it was, like, Evil Dead versus, like... Um, uh, Marvel Zombies, Evil Dead versus like Evil the Army or sorry Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness became like its own comic thing, uh, and again that, that's where eventually we got into um, uh, Freddy vs Jason versus Ash. I think was like the end of the um, both the Evil Dead series or sorry, the Army of Darkness series and uh, the um, like Nightmare on Elm Street series. Um, mm-hmm. So like that, th- this is really where it kind of takes off. So I think you know I, I've I've only read the Army of Darkness or the Ash vs Army of Darkness, and I think I or sorry the Army of Darkness. Uh, I'm killing myself as I try to speak here. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash are the only real comics I read. I think I'm pretty sure I read the Marvel, the first Marvel vs. Um, Army of Darkness. I think there's a couple of them. Um, but this is really where Ash, you know, again, as we said, this is where he becomes his character and where really he, um, you know, become, becomes the character that we know. So, you know, for all the criticism we're giving it, for all the hokiness we say, it really, you know, kind of set the stage and I think really established the cultiness of the series. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I think that even though Army of Dark, not sorry, Army of Darkness, I can't, there's so many names, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, even though it does kind of stick with this kind of dick Ash, I do think that he does kind of come back to a degree. I think that he does, um, I don't know how to say it, he does develop a bit. Um, and I think oh, yeah. that this is definitely a necessary fall for him as a character to, to become the Ash and um, Ash vs. Um, Evil Dead. Evil Dead, yeah. But at the, this time of the movie, like it wasn't known that there would be a TV show that didn't know yeah. that they were going to continue with that sort of thing as well, which I guess is kind of struggle no matter what. But yeah, in, in hindsight, you know, looking back and realizing that, okay, he does develop as a character. This is his lowest moment or in terms of that particular aspect of him. Yeah, possibly. Definitely. Well, it, it's almost, it's kind of like, it's like that, it's like that being, um, you know, it's like that, like being prom king kind of thing where, you know, like, you know, oh, look, you became, you know, he became really popular. He did really great, but maybe he was an asshole. And, you know, then mm-hmm. he kind of has to mature after that. You know, these are, this is the, these are the golden years of his life as he sees them. Like, you know, and it's back in time fighting off these demons and shit. But it's like, yeah, man, but you also, like, you know, like, just slept around with a couple women after your longtime girlfriend just died. And, you know, like, insulted everybody and put people in jeopardy and were very selfish about getting home and, like, basically doomed an entire group of people. Like, you know, like, it's, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> um and I will say, apparently, um, last, last comment on this, uh, apparently, so I don't know if you remember this, um, back when Evil Dead, the remake first came out, there's all this story about how they were going to make sequels to Army of Darkness and to Evil Dead 20, 2006, I don't know what it was, um, and they were going, th- those sequels were going to be um, connecting uh, Ash and um, Mia from the new Evil Dead. And that was so that they were going to mm-hmm. be like kind of one movie each, and then they're in the shared universe, and then they would come together. Um, and I remember being so fucking hyped and believing that would happen. And then, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, where I are we? I remember that now? too, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, theoretically, they, you know, they, they talked for a while about this getting a sequel or about um, them actually making the um, Ash versus Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Um, so, but unfortunately, this really is, you know, up until recently, the end of his character. Um, mm-hmm. And again, not, not a t- I, I, I like. 
I think the reason, again, I like the the modified ending, the S-Mart ending, is because I think that is a good send-off for the character, where he's back in his own time. He's, you know, mellowed out to a degree a little bit and, like, is just, you know, living off that that life. Yeah. Yeah, and I could, I, I could definitely say that, too. I just, again, I like the whole Ash gets himself into the situations he has to escape from. He is the he is his own biggest enemy, and I just feel like the alternate ending kind of... It, yeah, it's a downer of an ending, but at the same time, it is very fitting with his character. So, but that's my opinion. That's how it is. Yeah. So, so in that universe, he did not banish the evil, but society still created a modern Amer- like a modern Europe, and then had mm-hmm. to fall apart. How do they? How do they make the Big Ben when the fucking demons were attacking them? How, they how did you do that? Out. I mean, really, Ash is not the only one that can kill demons. I guess. Um, you know, what would been really funny though. If that yeah. happened, and then he, he came out, and it turned out wasn't the evil. <laughs> like, some other <laughs> random shit was going on. Like, I don't know. It was just like, ah, oh, no, this is just World War Three, man. Sorry. Uh, Awkward time to wake back. up. Damn it. <laughs> or, like, or, you know, he wakes up, and he's in, like, a little tomb, and they're like, oh, we thought you were dead, so we, like, entombed you, bro. Like, oops. Like, <laughs> see, I almost want to see, like, Ash versus the Army of Darkness 2025. Like, you know? Like, <laughs> on, 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 or, you know, I think what we're really missing is we never really got evil dead in space, and that's that's where we need to go. That's that's what I want. We'll find ancient tablets that the, the Necronomicon was based off of in space, and they had got to go find it. <laughs> it can connect into twenty twenty or two thousand one Space Odyssey. So they'll be all related. Guess so. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, thanks so much for listening. Once again, this has been Permanent Screwheads Talk Horror. This is episode two of our Evil Deadathon. Next week, we will go ahead and record the two thousand thirteen remake, uh, Evil Dead, starring. Um, uh, Jane Letty and um, with uh, all the other stuff at that point. Uh, really excited for that one. And then, of course, we will close it out with Evil Dead Rise, which we will release probably a week or so after the movie comes out, maybe sooner. Depends when I can see it. Uh, but mm. that'll be that. So thanks again to our opening band. That is Horror Movie Story with the uh, by the band Teddy's Atlas. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. They're good, good Canadian boys. Uh, any final send-outs, Andrew? No. I don't. Go, go see the movie. I, I not go see the movie, what am I saying? Go watch um, Army of Darkness. Despite all the shit we said about it, go watch it. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a classic. It's great. Again, the whole series is fantastic. So definitely go see that one. All right, cool. Well, we'll catch you for the next episode. In the meantime, stay groovy. Bye.